Welcome to Community Cocktails with Kimberly, hosted by Kimberly Woodard, a realtor who's been selling homes in North Texas with more than 21 years of experience. Join her every first and third Wednesday of the month as she meets with top community leaders, local businesses, and real estate industry experts to help you get to know the area you want to call home. Don't just love your home, love your community. And now your host, Kimberly Woodard. Welcome viewers to this episode of Community Cocktails with Kimberly. This is such a treat. I mean, hello, my podcast is called Community Cocktails. And guess what? We're going to be talking with some entrepreneurs to develop this great device. Um, welcome, Tyler and Michelle, to my podcast. Hello. Hi. <laughs> Thank you for having us. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. Well, you guys, let's you know start talking about first y'all. Um, you developed this wonderful um cold cork um, device, but let's talk about a little bit about y'all. So, and you know, how it it evolved into developing this product. (laughs) Yeah, of course. So I'll start. Um, I'm from Houston and actually my background is in healthcare. So at the very beginning of COVID back in 2020, um, it was actually right when they were going to do the shutdown. So um, they told everyone, you know, you have two weeks to be at home we went to the grocery store, stocked up on groceries, and also, of course, wine, <laughs> and um, came home from the grocery store with just a case of warm wine. And so I wanted to have a glass, didn't want to put ice in my wine, didn't want to wait hours in the fridge or the freezer. And that's how that idea actually for Cold Court came about. We started doing some research. Nothing like this existed on the market. Um, fast forward seven years, I've now left my full-time job and am working full-time for Cold Court. That is remarkable. You know, we see so many people that during COVID, you know, come up, you know, changed careers, um, changed everything about them. Um, and you know, this is, you guys are a story like that. So let's, you know, go back, you know, back in 2020, you know, you guys are, you know, Let's talk about the process of developing this. I mean, this is such a cool device. Um, yeah. you know, I saw it in person. I was in Fredericksburg when I met them at this adorable little um, pop or little cooking store, and they were a little pop up in there. And I was shocked when I used this device. But let's talk about you know the process of you know you guys developing this because I mean the technology and everything in this device is remarkable. Yes, it's kind of um, coincidental. So right in, I think it was January of 2020, uh, I've always been a a tinkerer and I'm a mechanical engineer by background. Okay. And so in January, I had actually purchased a 3D printer and I was going to start working on some different inventions and ideas that I had. Okay. And so two months later, you know, we, you know, Michelle comes up with this idea when she comes home from the store and I get out my notebook and start sketching and came up with a couple of different you know, options of how we thought we could instantaneously chill. And so at first we were trying to think about stuff you could put in the bottle. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in reality, you know, you don't want to have to pour out that first one or two glasses just right. to get something in the bottle. And so uh, with the 3D printer, we made hundreds of prototypes just in our townhome. Wow. And like you mentioned, you know, everybody, you know, everybody picked up a hobby during COVID or lost 50 pounds, became a bodybuilder, you know, so everyone, 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 did, had, something. everyone, everyone you know, did something. Y'all developed uh, a company. 
Yeah, I drink a lot of wine too. <laughs> <laughs> That's not bad. <laughs> so, you know, so along the course, so you know, twenty, you know, you start developing your prototypes and everything um, with it. Um, let's you know talk to phase two. You've got your prototype. Um, you were able to you know you know, click on it. This is you know what were what was the next step that you guys you know, went through. Because we have a lot of people that are probably, you know, thinking, oh, I want to develop something. And they're learning, you know, how did the whole process go? Yeah. So after that was, um, I mean, we started developing a prototype, a lot of ideas that, that took months. Um, and then we actually had to start looking for funding. So that was another huge part of our company was how are we going to fund this idea? And actually, Tyler is a really good, uh, <laughs> a really good uh He's great at fundraising. So awesome. that was really well. And and that's kind of one of the funnier stories that we've that we've gotten out of all of this. Uh -huh. I mean, you know, we're we're kind of networking and just meeting some people and right. and a lot of what I did was kind of upfront. You know, I, I did a lot of the prototyping and engineering, uh, okay. and then you know, some of the fundraising efforts. Uh, and like, you know, like Michelle mentioned, she's doing it full time now, so she's at the helm. And I'm, you know, I'm I'm here to support and help out in whatever way I can. Uh, but one of the things was fundraising and it, and it was kind of funny because early on, I, I reached out to some people on LinkedIn, uh -huh. just looking up people that are involved with wine and, right. and seeing how I could kind of cold, cold message on, on LinkedIn. And so this one guy gets back to me and he actually owns a vineyard in Spain. Oh. And so he was like, you know, send us a product. We want to try it out. Um, and he, you know, would consider investing. So we sent it to him and, uh, within like a week, we just, we had really good feedback. And this was with a, a prototype that, you know, we had still kind of done some revisions after. Right. Uh, but he just loved the concept and saw the, the need for it in the market. And so the next thing we know, he sends an email and he's like, hey, I'm, I'm in Houston. Uh, are you able to get dinner? <laughs> and so we end up going with him and, and his vineyard is, it's, it's really remarkable, but his cheapest bottles probably a hundred dollars. So oh, it, wow. it, was, it was well out of anything that we've ever experienced. But next thing we know, we're, you know, going out to dinner with him and he's taking us to one of the nicest steakhouses here, arguably nicest steakhouses in Houston. Nice. Uh, so it was really, that was super validating and just kind of made it real because, yeah. you know, there was somebody that really believed in it. And, uh, you know, while he actually ended up not investing, uh, it was very early on and we just weren't quite able to agree on, you know, what it was worth and, and, right. you know, for at what point we were in the process, it just really clicked and we were like, oh my gosh, like this is something real that, that people can and are getting behind. That's awesome. No, yeah. well, I mean, I think we should show, I mean, this, I have mine here <laughs> in my box. But the um, the item is let's talk about it, and I'm gonna pull mine out. I just all pretty. <laughs> so let's talk about your the device and you know how it really works and you know all the you know because people are look, looking at it going okay. It looks like, you know, an opener. <laughs> yeah, well, I was going to say fun fact, because I think 
Tyler was involved definitely with like the engineering aspect and yeah. how the components go together and things like that. And that was more like aesthetics, colors, right. like, you know, textures. And um, the shape of it is actually a copy of our wedding champagne flutes. So we have been going back and forth on what is it going to look like? You know, we want it to be aesthetic, but it has to be a certain size and in like a certain mass for it to actually work. Um, and so I pulled out one of our wedding champagne flutes and I traced it on a piece of paper and I was like, okay, make it fit in this. Oh, I <laughs> and so we were able that. to do that. <laughs> well, no, that's, that, that's so special. Um, and I <laughs> loved hearing that, that that was your inspiration. So, yeah. Because every time you you remember your wedding. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but in, in terms of how it operates, so you essentially, you know, you keep it in your freezer at all times. So it just lives in your freezer. And then whenever you need it, uh, if you come up from the store with a room temperature bottle or someone surprises you with a bottle during a party or they come over, right. you pull it out of the freezer, you attach the cork. So the cork actually comes off. Um, so you'll attach the cork to the stem, plug it in your bottle, and then you're off to the races. So it'll chill a single glass by 20 degrees in 20 seconds. Um, sometimes it's actually a little bit colder than that, uh, depending on how quickly you pour. Um, and if you're pouring spirits, it can actually chill a glass of spirits by about 30 degrees. Oh, wow. So no more waiting for that bottle to chill. Uh, you can drink that lukewarm wine. <laughs> Very <Yeah>. now. <laughs> Exactly. And, and it's actually, fun fact, it's actually faster than ice. So it's yeah. faster than ice and it doesn't dilute your wine. So it's kind of like a win-win. Uh, and then if you're a red wine drinker, you know, how we tell people to use it with red wine is you can actually pour the entire bottle of red through the cold cork and into a decanter. Oh. And it'll lower the whole entire bottle by about 10 degrees. So if you have a bottle, you know, like if you're like most Americans, you don't have a, a wine cellar, right. wine fridge for reds. Um, you can just keep your reds out at room temp whenever you want to enjoy it. I pour the whole entire bottle through into a decanter and um, you have wine that's essentially at cellar temp. Oh, that's nice to know. So how many, like, so if I were to use it for a bottle and then do I need to put it back in the freezer, like after that bottle for it to freeze up before and I do it for another or like how many, like, you know, just, just a question. Yeah. <laughs> Not that I I'm drinking more than that. But you never know. It might be having a party that everyone has like warm water. No, exactly. <laughs> so. Yeah. So the first deep freeze. So initially when you get your cold cork, it's going to be completely thawed. So the first deep freeze is going to be 24 hours. Okay. And then after that, after each use, we recommend you freeze it for four hours for it to just completely solidify and go back to chilling your like 22 to 23 degrees. Okay. So best case scenario after each pour pump it that's another big thing is you want to make sure the coil is clear so you the wine doesn't freeze in the device okay um put it back in the freezer and you're ready to go for your next glass or awesome. you can buy more than one cold cord <laughs> <laughs> yes of course well, let's also talk about um yeah i love i love it's like handy it's not wait but let's talk about the inside components because i'm very interested like what like why, how does it like freeze up? What is the secret of this? There, there's a coil in there and okay. it is uh, stainless steel. So okay. It's actually high grade of stainless steel that is used with food contact and, you know, cooking devices and supplies. So it's a stainless steel coil. Oh. Um, and so the wine or spirits go in there and 
kind of take the long road and they go through a, a gel that's frozen and essentially turns into a, an ice cube. So it's like an ice luge that doesn't dilute your beverage. Um, and out, out the other end, you get cold wine and spirits. And with the stainless steel, it won't alter the taste of your wine or anything like yeah. that. Because we get asked that a lot as well. Yeah, and, that, and that's the one thing. It's, it's kind of crazy how much time people put into making wine and they let it age yeah. for years. And right. Then, you know, sometimes, it, like as of right now, one of the best solutions is herbivore cold cork. Because you just come along and drop some ice cubes in it. So, you know, you have someone that ages wine for years. And then within 10 seconds, you come in and just water it down. Right. Uh, and then, and that's you one want thing to water that, down that stuff? <laughs> you, know. you want it good. <laughs> well, that's why, I mean, and like I said, I tried this and it is just, it's remarkable. So after I came, I was telling one of my wine guys about it and he, I was like, I, I keep forgetting to bring it up to um, show him it is on my list this week when I see it. <laughs> but I was telling him how cool this was and that, and he was like, no way. And I said, yes, I go, you need a, I was like, you need a few of these for the bar. Cause sometimes you may be getting a, a bottle from the cellar. It is not cold. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. And that, and that was actually one of our first use cases mm -hmm. was at an Italian restaurant here in Houston. And it was a restaurant that we frequented so much so that we were actually getting takeout during during quarantine. Yeah. Uh, but we would go in there whenever we had our first like prototype and we were like, Hey, Claudia, can you try this out? And we came back a couple weeks later and she was like, you know, this kind of saved my ass a couple of times. I think she probably used it five times or so. Yeah. Oh, wow. um, just whenever they were cycling wine and getting it and moving it into the refrigerators, they bought them that kind of like that, that, emergency use case right. and so it kind of you know whether it's commercial or around the house that's that's really where we see the the utility of the product the product wow well i mean i love the device so let's talk about you know homeowners and um, my guests are all you know they're loving this device i know they are um they're you know wanting to go out to the store and get it now so you know if someone wanted to go buy it today where would they find it yeah, of course. So they can uh, find it on our website, thecoldcork.com. Um, we're in about like, also like a few stores, uh, like where we met you in Fredericksburg. Yes. Um, one of the bigger ones is called Goody Goody. It's um, like a small liquor chain. So yes. mainly based out of Dallas, if they're uh, in the Texas area. But I would say the best bet is our website, thecoldcork.com. And you can find it on there. We have an Instagram too, also the cold cork. If you want to learn more about it. Well, perfect. So, well, then let's also, we were, we talked earlier about, you know, being an entrepreneur and starting, you know, a business during COVID, which we've seen, again, we talked about that earlier. So many people, they're starting business, starting hobbies, um, or changing careers. What advice, so, you know, would you tell someone if they're, you know, now starting, you know, wanting to be an entrepreneur that you've learned or maybe some things that you're like, oh, well, you know, just your advice. Yeah. Um, what it, my biggest advice that I have found is if you can find a partner or a co-founder, um, that's been huge for us. Uh, just having someone to not only like split the work because it is, it is a lot right. 24 seven, you know, entrepreneurship doesn't stop. You don't really take days off. Um, but also the perspective that you get, um, you have a different opinion, you both have your strengths and your weaknesses. Um, that's been huge for us. Um, 
that would be my yeah. my biggest advice. Yeah. And uh, I think mine's probably that you just, you really just need to be nice to people. And like, that seems like very cliche and, yeah. but it, it's been a long process, especially, you know, when we were developing this and find like finding the right people to work with early on and uh, whether it's our final assembly that we do here in Houston uh, with UPG, uh, they do injection molding, but they, you know, ended up not doing our injection molding, but we're very, you know, we're interested in, in doing the assembly and there were some delays and setbacks. And so they, they were just tremendous in like working with us. And, and I think just the kind of comes full circle. So if you're really nice to the people that you, you know, cross paths with, and I'm not saying you need to go to all these networking events, but I think like whenever you do meet people um, and you start to work with them, they give you proposals, uh, just, just treating them well goes a long way because, you know, you need a lot of support yeah. throughout the process. And if you don't have people that have your back, um, it, it's very easy to get led astray or like end up in the pickle if you're financially constrained. So um, just finding good partners early on and whether it, whether it's your wife or <laughs> uh, your vendors, like it, it's just very important to, to not lose sight of like who you are as a person and, and just it kind of makes everything go a lot, you know, a lot smoother. So as a married couple and developing this entrepreneurship business, you know, you know, I commend you as a couple to be able to work together. I know um, I would probably kill my husband. Whoops. <laughs> Y'all <laughs> met him too. He's, you know, he is a hot mess. <laughs> they met him. Yeah, we just, I, I, but I mean, I, what I would say for a couple or, you know, what, what have you seen as, you know, maybe your biggest struggle because, you know, you know, maybe people that are working together, they can go, they can go to separate houses, yeah. <laughs> but you guys, you know, may have a disagreement about the business, you know? Yeah. I think, I think for me, it's been sometimes like a little too much honesty. <laughs> like, I think if I was with a coworker, um, maybe I would, I don't know, keep some comments to myself, but I feel like because <laughs> it's my husband, I'm very blunt. Yeah. Um, and the work also kind of never stops because you're together all the time. Right. So you're laying in bed talking about work, waking up talking about work, which has yeah. been good, but it's also sometimes you need those boundaries. Yeah, and I, well, and I remember early on, uh, I was, I mean, was and obviously still am very excited about the product, mm -hmm. but I was just like so excited about it <laughs> that I would work on it nonstop. And, you know, I'm still working in, in, at my nine to five Right. And plan on continuing to do that. Like, I, I love what I do. Um, but I, any time outside of that work, I was working on this. And if we would go to get a drink or out to dinner for our anniversary, like, it's so hard to not be like, hey, like, I just thought of this. Like, we should yeah, we have this like, idea. Yeah. So we definitely had a hard conversation at one point where she was like, like we just weren't sure we were aligned because I was so into it early on. Kind of like we said, like, I was very in, like upfront, like with designing, like it was very engineering heavy mm -hmm. and it's since transitioned over a lot of what Michelle's awesome at. Um, and so early on, you know, whenever she's watching me do 3D prints, there's only so much that I can do that she can do. Yeah. Um, and now, you know, she's going with the marketing and, and that's really what, what it's all about. But, uh, yeah, it, it was, it was definitely, definitely a couple of conversations. Yeah, a few. <laughs>
So have to ask, do you have anything up your sleeves for uh, something else coming up development wise? Yeah, so a couple of things with the cold cork. Um, we have some exciting things come up. We've had a lot of requests for personalizations okay. um, from some companies uh, that have actually purchased the cold cork as like corporate gifts yeah. and also wineries. So we just found a local partner here in Houston that's going to be able to do custom logos um, and engraving. So we're hoping to offer that to our customers as well online. Um, but that's like our next thing and some color customizations as well. So right now we just have the black, but we'll, we'll see what comes. Soon. Yes. Maybe, maybe in time for holiday gifts, giving. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, this has been such a pleasure. I've loved getting to know you both. And I've, again, this product, you guys, I'm going to have the website on the bottom of my podcast. So you guys have to go order one. Get click on now, order it. I swear by this device. So um, and especially I know it's we're getting to summertime. You know, a lot of us you know have friends over, and you know the wine's not cold, but it will be. season. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much, and cheers to success for twenty twenty three and a continuous journey. Cheers, cheers to you as well. Thank you so much, Kimberly. Thank you, Kimberly. Cheers. Thanks for tuning in. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on Apple and Spotify, as well as Kimberly's YouTube channel. If you'd like to contact Kimberly directly, you can email her at KimberlyWoodard at Ebby.com or call 214-632-2092. We hope you enjoyed our guest this week. And remember, don't just love your home, love your community.